0: What's
1: up, everybody? I've been walking around like I don't give a after fuck. Buzz TV's concert experience with Hoodie Allen and hey. Jason Eichler. Hey, Jason. A new album debuted at number two on iTunes. Yeah, that was crazy.
2: Thank you for that.
1: The songs from there.
2: This surprise is party. A, yes, a surprise party. How's it going? Pretty good. Yeah, I'm. I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. So you're in the middle of tour right now? Just, yeah, we just started about a week ago. How's that going? So far, it's really cool. We spent a lot of time on this tour, like, trying to make the stage and the lighting and the video be, like, unlike any experience we've done before. So, like, it definitely makes a difference for the fans, and people are are excited about it.
1: Well, and I feel like your fans, like, some people have fans that are like, oh, I'll show up if he has a hit. But your fans Mm -hmm. have been following you since day one, so they probably expect
2: yeah something I, different every time well yeah like you know there are a lot of people who come for like multiple shows which is really cool so i think like one of the keys to having someone come back to a show again is that you're giving them something new and like obviously new album is great yeah. but like how about like a step up in like new production too and I, th- I think both those things work really well together does that make you nervous trying out the new material on an audience for the first time i was super nervous because especially since i released this album like I don't know, a week and a half or two weeks ago. It wasn't like I gave myself a huge amount of lead time for like kids to, uh, to digest the new stuff. Yeah. But you know, the cool thing is like, we'd already like a lot of people had bought tickets, like a lot of people had bought tickets before they heard a single song from the project. So that's like them putting a lot of faith in yeah. me and I'm, I'm glad that like, it seems like I didn't disappoint. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's good.
1: so like, you know, from that standpoint, people have really like already, they want to hear the new stuff, you know? So Happy Camper debuted at number two on iTunes, but you also gave it away for free. Yeah. Talk to me about your choice to do that and how that's got to feel, that even though you gave it away for free, people went out and bought it. Yeah, to be completely honest, that wasn't... It was, I mean like
2: it wasn 't like a a huge savvy marketing plan like i 'm going to do this, and it 's still going to chart. I had no yeah. idea that it, I had no idea what it was going to do. like I thought, oh, this might be the one because of the way i 'm pushing it that like it doesn 't pop up on iTunes it doesn 't you know have that effect, but my mentality with it was to give the easiest access for any type of fan that I had out there to to listen to the music to like create the least amount of like barriers to entry so whether you listen like on SoundCloud or YouTube or Spotify like one of those streaming services it's on there the full thing right from my channels or hey if you want to pay 4.99 that's the cheapest iTunes would let me put it up so yeah. if you want to do it cool but here's also the free download to my website so like every like tweet i posted had like both links like get it for free or get it for 4.99 <laughs> it's just cool that yeah. people decided to like Buy it and
1: support it, yeah, because it, let, it lets me do it again, you know. <laughs> so yeah, that I is awesome. About it. How does that work when you have like a label? How do you, because how do you work with the label? Because you do well, it all I don't. your that, own, but you yeah. they, they back you a little bit, right? No, no, or they, no, okay. There's, yeah, there's no label. That's, that's basically, okay. I, don't,
2: I don't think, I don't think that any label would let would me let do you. that. Um, although it does seem like, you know, with like Rihanna's latest release, I mean, like she, I mean, she did somewhat of a free release. Obviously, it was like partnership with like Samsung yeah. who probably like bought. The million copies, or however, however, however that works, vouchers they gave out. But yeah, I don't think that any uh, traditional record label or any record label would really advocate doing it this way. But that's why it's cool to be my own label because I get to try out an idea that I think uh, worked on a on a people like on a good a good for people level, and also will probably make monetary sense at the end of the day too.
1: Yeah. Do you now that you're like blowing up and getting bigger? Do you ever think about you know, signing up for a label or getting a bigger team, just so it's not so much pressure on you all the time.
2: Well, I got I got to work with Atlantic's radio staff for all about it because Ed Ed is on like Warner Atlantic for the yeah. world. So when I when I did the collaboration with him, I got to see what it was like to work with a uh, major label radio staff, and they they were really great and awesome, and, and did make that song like it got played in, in L.A. radio and, and and all over, and that was that was pretty incredible. Um, but there's still some things that I really like about being independent, which just allows me to, to be so direct with the people and, yeah. do, and do something like that where it's just like, well, this is my plan and I don't have to consult it. And I didn't have to consult anyone on whether we had a hit single. Like, it's just like, here's a project and I think it works and let's see without, without like having to agonize, you know, the, the layer of like bureaucracy. Yeah. That goes what's into the first it. single? What's the second single? Yeah. Which, which I, I get why people do that. There's a lot of money that gets invested at, at that, you know, that people the people want to make their money back. They want to have a whole staff of like hundreds of, of people in their office. But um I don't know. There's there's something that's definitely gratifying about not having
1: to deal with all that stuff. So as you prepared for this album, mm-hmm. your fans obviously expect something from you. It's not like your first record where you're just kind of putting yeah. stuff out there to see if, it, see if it sticks for sure. What do you do to sort of make it different and stand out against your other projects? I actually think that one of the biggest. That's a good question. I think one of the biggest things
2: is. Is trying not to think about it like that. Okay. I, I think I think on my preview, the album before this on uh, is called "People Keep Talking." I think I thought a lot about like, oh, how do I make this different? Or like, do we have a song that sounds like this one that really worked before? You know, and like you start putting your music almost into a box to be like, okay, well, I know that I have a type of fan like this that like likes this sound. Do I have something for them on this project? Oh, uh-huh, okay. And then like you um you kind of pigeonhole yourself. So on on this latest release, Happy Camper, I just sort of wanted to make stuff that I liked. And I didn't think about, like, what would rise to the top or what would be, like, yeah, like, oh, what should be the single? Like, really, like, I just made all this music and then I sat, took a step back from it and said, okay, now let's plan a video. Now let's plan the okay. art. And, like, I think without... It was also a relatively fast process. Like, instead of it taking a year, it took maybe three or four months. So I didn't have time to sit with it and be like... Uh is this good enough? Like I just put it out into the world and if it's good enough they'll decide, you know, rather than being uh anxious person with it.
1: It's interesting you say that though cuz when I listen to it it sounds very sonically cohesive.
2: I I think I think that comes because it, I worked with some of the same people on it throughout and when you do make music like really close to each other like that, I think some of those things tend to tend to pop out. I think almost sometimes when you spend more time on a project and, like, you know, people are like, oh, let's work with this producer. He's, he's really hot right now. Oh, yeah. This, you can get a lot of really good songs, but they don't exactly match with each other. And, yes, you're like, okay, well, this is a cool project. It's a cool collection of songs. It doesn't but go together. it's not Yeah, it doesn't exactly make sense together. So Happy Camper is sort of a sarcastic title? Yeah. Yeah, that's what I've been describing it as. I, you know, like, it's I, I think, like, Happy Camper is a phrase that's, like, very... What do, you, what do you call it? Like, it's a very popular... Uh, or like people understand what it means yeah. on the surface. It's like, happy-go-lucky. Like, ah, he's a happy camper. And um, I think, like, that's totally cool to describe me as. I think that's how it came. Like, someone said that to me on, on like, Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and it sort of stuck with me as a title because it made me realize, like, that's what we put out there to the world. Like, we put that version of ourselves out there that's, like, always smiling, always doing something that's, like, wow, I wish I was there. And it's not really, like, any person like there's no person who's like that twenty-four yeah. seven. So I wanted to like break down that wall a little bit and be like, Look, I feel stressed out, I feel anxious. I have problems with my family. I have problems with my girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like, these are things that go on in my life, too. I'm not always just on stage smiling. Like, there's, there's like, life that occurs
1: outside of social media. So that's sort of where the Happy Camber, like, theme came from. That's got to be hard, though, because I feel like if you're an artist today, you can't not post on social media every day. You have to interact with your fans. Is that yeah, hard to that? That. sort of always put out that, like... Happy camper vibe, almost. Yeah. I, um, well, no one wants to see anybody complaining. Yeah. You know what I mean, like, you can't
2: go, you can't go on Twitter and be like, "I'm having a shitty day." Well, I guess you can. But like, being I mean, like, <laughs> "Everything sucks. Everyone sucks." Yeah. It's like, well, great. This guy is terrible. Like, why do I want to? But at the same time, you got to give them a real version of your life. I've, I've definitely decided that I wanted to be like a positive influence as much as I can, and like show off like my personality, whether sarcastic or, or you know a little bit crude at times but like you know we do tend to like sort of filter ourselves naturally
1: because yeah. we want to show people the best version of ourselves i suppose it's interesting yeah okay we went through some of your lyrics and we're going to ask you oh, questions crap. based on them okay cool all from happy camper all right so this is from are you having any fun mm-hmm. killing it with older their woman like the graduate yeah do you have an age limit when you're going after <laughs> going after an older lady <laughs> Do I have an age limit? You know, the, the funny thing is, like,
2: I feel like I've, like, I've, like, romanticized this idea, but I've never actually, like, taken, like, I've, ne- I've never been in this situation with, with a cougar. like, with a cougar ever. There was a, the show last night, so I'm doing a lot of, like, I do all the meet and greets and stuff, and, yeah. I'm, like, the doors open, and I'm at the merch table, and I'm signing merch for anybody who, who, like, comes up and, and, like, buys a t-shirt, right? So, there's this, like, one, uh, mom, that's like there with her daughter and she engages me in conversation <laughs> and like she like really engages me in conversation for like a good six minutes and this is usually like a hey nice to meet you thank you for coming yeah. like you know and, and then people move and run to the barricade she like stood there for five minutes telling me like how cute I was and like how she like wants to do like all this stuff and like her daughter's like right there the whole time and I feel bad because I feel like she feels bad and like I was like this is like this is like serious like I could have something here and I, I didn't do anything, obviously. But maybe she's was, listening. Maybe she is listening. Hey, that's yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, but I was like, that was like, that was, like, that was my cougar in it okay. right there. So it, it'll probably happen this year then. You put it out there. <laughs> I think I just put out the vibe in the world. But, but yeah. Do I, do I have, so to answer your question, do I have an upper limit? I don't know. What do you think an appropriate upper limit is like double your age? I feel like that's, yeah. That's probably good. So i would be like, like a, 54 would be double my age. Okay. I don't. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, don't knock until you try it. I guess. right? No, like, if it was like Susan Sarandon, like I'm totally down. Yeah. Or like Helen Mirren, maybe. Or okay. the girl, the, the Lori Laughlin from Full House. She, oh. She's probably not 54 yet, but she's slamming. Okay. Okay, that's
1: it. This is all, this is all really good to know. <laughs> <laughs> These are the, the. I think I just hit my top three 40 year old plus. Yeah. <laughs> <I know. laughs> check check one. and check. check. There we go. <laughs> okay, this is from Remind Me um i take it back on some nostalgic shit which toy from your childhood are you the most nostalgic for wow um maybe like the super
2: nintendo console okay that was a, that was a big that was a big thing we had a couple things super nintendo console with like the teenage mutant ninja turtles turtles and time Games. okay I remember that was i remember that being very important um we had stretch armstrong if you remember stretch armstrong he like was a guy who stretched. You could have stretch I him. don't think I had one. Like, listen. whatever was on his insides that, like, made <laughs> him stretch was, like, totally toxic. Like, people were not supposed to chew it or, like, do anything. But Stretch Armstrong. Uh, Pogs. Oh, okay. I remember getting into Pogs right once they stopped being cool, and I made my parents buy me, like, the $25 Pog set. <laughs> I came to school the next day, and, like, nobody was playing Pogs anymore. And I felt, like, this deep sense of remorse for wasting my parents money that like st- stuck with me to this day like i wasted their money getting the slammers and the pods I mean, <laughs> i'm sorry mom did but, you ever pay her back i, I should, hope i hope, under a I check. hope <laughs> not
1: specifically for the pogs but i hope in, in other, other ways, ways. <laughs> with, with love that's good okay so close to happiness what's one thing you've accomplished in your career that you never dreamed would have happened it's all of it, really? All of it. I mean, like,
2: I never thought I would, would ever go number one on iTunes yeah. let alone, like, I mean, like I really started making music from a pa- place of, like, this is what I, like, love to do, and, like, it made me happy to write songs and, um yeah, like, the first time I had something like, like, I released a song in 2009 called You Were Not a Robot, it was a flip on uh, Marina Diamond sample and it, like, did really well on on youtube like before i had any fans like it was the first thing i had, got to a million plays oh wow and i remember like not being able to really like process like what i just did and how i was supposed to do it again or ever write another song that like would do that well so i feel like every like little milestone you have there's another like oh didn't think that was gonna happen like oh didn't think that was gonna happen like hearing my song on the radio for the first
1: time didn't think that was gonna happen that's so, cool I'm not jaded. I think that's good though. That's I try good not to be jaded. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Surprise party. Lights on or lights off? Lights off. Lights off.
2: Yeah. Cause I always. I'm I insecure.
1: <laughs> no,
2: I don't know. Do people do, do people make love with the lights
1: I on? Think... Is that like a popular thing to do? I think people do it. Yeah. I feel like it's less like. Mysterious, less mysterious. Yeah, you gotta have a little mystery. I don't know. Yeah, I keep my eyes closed the whole time. I'm just <laughs> I wear a blanket like, like, over my head.
2: Like, oh, no. yeah, I, don't look at me. No, I'm like a like an Orthodox Jewish man. I just cut a hole into the blanket. <laughs> keep it very proper. That's good. Yeah, with the Cougars.
1: With the Cougars, exactly. Okay, I want to rewind my, a little bit. <laughs> late Saturday night, like,
2: oh, I come over to my place.
1: I think you should write a song about this, actually. We're, it's being written yeah. right okay, now good. as I speak. I want writing credit. Okay. Um, let's rewind a little bit. Because yeah. I think your story is interesting. Most people that are musicians drop out of high school and pursue it. You went to college, got a full-time job, and did it in addition yeah. to all of that. Do you think your career path would have changed anymore had you gone a different route? Do you yeah, ever look totally. back and think, I should have done this? I, I mean, actually, I look back and I'm glad
2: that I didn't do some things earlier because I wasn't ready. Like it, there were, there were opportunities like when I was in the middle of my college experience to just be like, Hey, why don't you like take this like gap year or, like, take a year off and like yeah. start the music now. And I, I would have not been ready for it. And it probably would have d- deterred me from like either pursuing the music fully or even going back to school. Cause I think it's hard once you leave that environment to go back. Um, give credit to all people who like take time off yeah. and finish. That's amazing. Um, I think for me, it all like it all worked out like serendipitously. Like the, like oh, I, f- I was finishing school, and then like the music started like coming to a place where like I could see it as a career. Yeah. So, I don't know. Yeah, I think about all that stuff all the time. I think about what if I didn't do this? Like, one, I was in this one studio on this one day, and like that song didn't get made. That was like the then your biggest like launching pad. Like all that butterfly effect. You do the rabbit hole though. <laughs> yeah, you can go down the rabbit hole so far, but basically, I'm I guess I'm glad the
1: timing worked out as it did.
2: And then I can say, like, oh, I finished college. Like I yeah, that's cool. I
1: finished it, you know. When you were in that office job, because I feel like a lot of people, especially in L.A., are, like, stuck in a job that they don't like, what was, like, your driving force to be, like, I'm going to stay out till 2 or 3 in the morning and play a club and then wake up and go to a 9 to 5 job the next day?
2: Yeah. I guess I was a little bit lucky because I really did like my job. Like, okay. Google's, like, a great place to yeah. work. Um, but still, it's the place to work, you know. And, like, you're you're working for a company. You're not really working for yourself. Um My motivation was that I, I don't know, I think I was just like young and tenacious. And I was like, I've got something here, and like, I'm just, I'm just gonna like willpower through it. I think that's where I learned. Or probably I learned during college how to work very hard with very little sleep. Shout out to you, Penn. (laughs) So (laughs) then, like, doing this, like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna get off, you know, back to my apartment at 8 p.m., and then like work on music till two, and knowing I have to get up at six to go do it all again, like, it just sort of became
1: what needed to happen, okay. I guess, yeah. What was, like, the defining moment where you were like, okay, I'm going to focus on music full-time? Um, I had
2: a few of those, actually. Like, the first one was one that didn't pan out, which was, like, the day I started at Google. Like, within the first week, I had moved my whole life from New York to California to, like, start here and move in an apartment and everything. And like, the day I settled in, before I even had a bed, I got a call from, like, uh, this big I think it was Jive Records, who doesn't exist anymore. Uh, but like it was, like, Jive Records and, like, Universal Music Publishing or something like that. Oh, wow. And they were like, we want to fly you out and bring you in and, like, have you showcase for us. And I was like, Dad, I'm definitely dropping out of this job as soon as possible. <laughs> and I did that showcase and I totally bombed and failed. It was, But it then sort of, like, put in my mind, like, okay, you know people are interested and, like, there's something here. And it did lead me to, like, doing things on my own as as the eventual cause of it. But uh, I then had, like, the the real moment was, like, I scheduled four shows for a Christmas break, uh, four East Coast shows, like, New York, Boston, Philly, and, like, Rochester or something like that. (laughs) And they'd all sold out. Oh, wow. And I I was, like, I know that I'm probably not coming back to my job after these shows. And that's kind of what happened. So it was, like, just... um, kind of going for it halfway and realizing that you needed to put yourself like a hundred percent in, in order to give yourself the best chance of succeeding. I think that's kind of the realization I came to juggling both things. Yes,
1: Your career is so hands on. Do you have, when you're looking at it, like in two years, I want to be here and five years, I want to be here in 10 years. I want to be here. Or is it just all one day at a time?
2: Um, you know, you have to plan, you have to plan things out to a certain extent. Cause like things like even like a tour, like, people don't realize how much, like, goes into, like, oh, yeah. you got to ask for the availability of the venue, like, four months in advance and all this stuff. Um, but I, I, I don't, yeah, I, I don't really set, like, those sort of goals. Like, oh, in two years, I, I'd like to win a Grammy. In five years, I'd like to have a platinum single or whatever. Because I think it's, like, it's it's a bit hard and unrealistic. And, like, really, at the end of the day, like, I think my biggest goal is, is longevity in the sense that I want to be able to do this for as long as I want. Yeah. And feel like i've impacted people in a positive way and and that i have like you know something just like something positive to show for it whether it's just like my own satisfaction on a creative level or if it it means something you know more tangible but uh yeah for, for me i just i really like the fact that i get to tour and play these shows and if i can keep doing that uh at this level i'm really pretty happy
1: that's awesome. I'm a happy camper. <laughs> Good. Yeah. So you've worked with that Sharon, Fallout Fall Out Boy. Is there anybody on the bucket list that you're still waiting for?
2: Yeah, so many. I mean, like, those things are incredible, and, like, Ed is, like, a really close friend. Um, but, I mean, I'd love to work with, like, Justin Timberlake. I mean, I'd love to work with any of the rappers who, like, really inspired me to want to be an artist in the first place, whether that's, like, Mostef or Andre 3000 or, I mean, I could... Name De La Soul, like a yeah. ton of people, but like um I think, yeah. For the next thing, maybe it's like to get to a peer level with some of the people who I grew up being fans of. That I guess that's something that I can aspire to.
1: That's cool. So before we let you go, we ask everybody best and worst advice you've been given in your career.
2: Ooh, Um this is yeah. I want I, I want to think. I don't want to like misspeak on this one. <laughs> the, the pressure I, is on. I think. Um, I think, I mean, I really think the best advice at the end of the day is like to always trust that they probably go hand in hand, but it's to always trust your gut and know that like nobody is going to work harder for your career than yourself. And the reason why that's like an important message is that a lot of people, uh, a lot of artists surround themselves with. Managers or a team of managers or a lawyer and then a label and a, just a bunch of people who influence decisions and it gets, it gets hard to manage a lot of the stuff that goes on in, in your world. A lot of people just want to put away all the, all the things that aren't just like the music, all the creative and put it in other people's hands. Um, I just encourage those artists to like take as more of a hands on approach to their own career because a manager can have a million versions of any artist, but an artist is only going to have their own Career one time, so they should protect it and value it, you know, to the highest degree. And I say, in terms of worst advice I've ever gotten, is I, I, I don't know, probably the whatever the opposite yeah, of that, that is. is, which is just like, hey, don't worry about it, I'll handle it for you. Or, 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 no, you know what, the I don't know what the worst advice is, but like, just like, I would just say, don't trust anyone who says that they're gonna make you into a superstar because they're gonna that's not someone who should be trusted because that's a silly fucking statement. Yeah. Don't trust anyone who's like selling you the world because the world is not up for grabs.
1: You got to earn it. And plus you got to get just lucky. So watch out for those people. That's awesome. Well, thanks for coming in. Happy camper on iTunes, SoundCloud, free download. However, you, however you want to get it. If you, if you, uh, if you wanna check it out, you can
2: check it out a number of different ways and you can download it for free. But if you wanna buy it, that's your right too. It's like four ninety nine on iTunes. And where can we get tickets to the tour? Uh com, HoodieAllen.com, like com slash tour or any ticket master sites. Don't buy on StubHub, don't let those
1: scalpers get that money. There you go. Awesome. <laughs> well thanks again for coming in, man. You got it. My pleasure. If you guys want more from Afterbuzz, you can follow us on social media at AfterbuzzTV or find more at AfterbuzzTV.com.